This is Last Week in 5 Minutes or Less from Albion Financial Group. And I'm Mike Kessler, Senior Portfolio Manager here at Albion, with your update for the week ending at the U.S. market close on Thursday, April 14th of 2022. As a reminder, markets were closed on Friday, April 15th in observance of the Good Friday holiday, so the deadline for filing 2021 tax returns was extended to midnight on Monday, April 18th. Last week was another tough one for most U.S. stocks, as bond yields continue to rise, impacting discount rates and P.E. multiples. Growth stocks bore the brunt of the selling pressure once again, sending the Nasdaq down 2.6% in the holiday-shortened week. Cyclical sectors generally fared better thanks to solid economic data, with materials, industrials, and energy all finishing in positive territory. U.S. small caps also finished slightly higher on the week, thanks in part to a stronger value and cyclical tilt relative to large-cap indices. And finally, international stocks finished modestly weaker across most developed and emerging markets, with most international benchmarks still lagging the S&P so far this year. The primary root cause of this year's weakness in equities remains rising bond yields. Lately, the bond market has been seesawing between worrying about the front end and worrying about the long end, but directionally, yields are still moving higher across most of the curve. Last week, the Treasury yield curve steepened considerably as front-end yields fell slightly while belly and long-end yields rose. The 2s 10s curve, equal to 10-year Treasury yields minus 2-year yields, rose by 19 basis points on the week to finish at plus 38 basis points after having been inverted just two weeks prior. Turning next to corporate bonds, even as underlying Treasury yields rose last week, investment-grade credit spreads widened slightly, magnifying the price declines in high-quality corporate bonds and sending the Bloomberg U.S. IG Corporate Index to its lowest level of the year. The high-quality corporate bond market is now down more than 11% this year, exceeding the loss on the S&P 500 by more than 3.5%. In commodity markets, last week saw yet another surge in energy prices as the war in Ukraine became more concentrated in the eastern part of the country. Oil gained more than $8 a barrel last week, with U.S. crude benchmark West Texas Intermediate finishing at nearly $107 per barrel. Meanwhile, natural gas rocketed higher to finish at $7.30 per metric million BTU, an all-time record high by a wide margin. The sharp uptick in energy prices bled through to many agricultural commodities as well, with wheat, corn, and frozen concentrated orange juice all finishing higher, among many others. Despite falling stock and bond prices, though, there were several positive data points regarding the economy last week. March retail sales were solid, climbing 0.2% sequentially in March despite very high gasoline prices that took a bite out of consumers' disposable income. Industrial production rose 0.9% sequentially in March, which was ahead of expectations, while February's estimate was revised higher to plus 0.9% as well. The Empire Manufacturing Survey came in well ahead of expectations at 24.6 for the month of April, after slipping into negative territory the month before. Weekly jobless claims remained low, one of many signs of an extremely strong U.S. labor market. And the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index experienced a strong rebound in preliminary April data, after slipping to a pandemic-era low in March. Notably, the survey's measure of 5- to 10-year inflation expectations remains firmly anchored at 3.0%, 
suggesting that consumers are not yet projecting the current inflationary environment far into the future. But above all else, market participants remain focused on incoming inflation data, and in that regard, the evidence was mixed last week. Headline numbers continue to paint a frightening picture, but under the covers, there were signs that core inflation may be cooling off a touch. Getting now to the numbers, headline consumer price inflation, or CPI, was plus 1.2% sequentially in March and reached plus 8.5% on a year-over-year basis. But core CPI, which excludes the volatile food and energy components, was just plus 0.3% sequentially in March, or plus 6.5% on a year-over-year basis, both figures that were below consensus expectations. A bit farther upstream, headline producer price inflation, or PPI, was plus 1.4% month-over-month in March and reached plus 11.2% year-over-year, And finally, core producer price inflation, which again excludes food and energy, was plus 1.0% sequentially in March and reached plus 9.2% on a year-over-year basis. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to Last Week in 5 Minutes or Less from Albion Financial Group. To hear a recap of the previous week in markets every Monday, search for Albion Financial Group on your favorite podcast app. In the meantime, we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday.